Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras episode number 34. And today's is going to be uh, short and sweet. And it was all prompted by the fact that uh, the other day I opened up my Training Peaks account, you know, like where all my run training lives. And I saw that I've only got eight weeks left until the Barkley Fall Classic. Now, I'll be honest. Just seeing that gave me a few heart palpitations. I mean, it's the BFC for fuck's sake. Like this is a big deal and this will be my second go around. So I have, you know, like the blessing or I guess the curse, depending on how you look at it, of knowing what I'm in for to a certain degree, because as you may or may not know, they don't release the course map until like the day before, or even in the case of last year's race, the morning of. If you listened to the um, episode that I interviewed Lauren and Annie of Burf Barf, after the interview, Lauren and I talked about Barkley last year, and she told me all about how they gave her the map the morning of, and it was just like, helter-skelter. <laughs> like people were just losing their minds. So eight weeks left until BFC. Now I always try to train with just a little bit of urgency in the back of my mind because I think it helps me to be consistent, right? It's like a countdown timer that's just always there. But now that urgency has been ratcheted up to like a whole other level. Um, and now is when training gets harder, I guess, harder than what it has been. And I guess this this could be kind of a side note here, but your training should be challenging for you throughout your plan. Appropriately challenging for where you're at personally and what phase of training you're in, okay? I guess this is a side note to the side note or a tangent off the side note. Last, uh, this past Monday in Run Farther, Faster, Stronger, our topic of discussion for the group call was centered around strength training and the phases of a run training plan and how much strength training you should be doing at the beginning, in the middle, and the end. And we laid out all of the different phases, how many workouts you should be getting, how many reps, how you should challenge yourself appropriately with either body weight exercises or when do you start adding external weight in the form of, you know, dumbbells, bands, TRX, you know, whatever stuff you like to use. And that's the same thing that we're talking about here that like you get to choose how appropriately challenging your running should be. So I'm not saying that now is the only time that training gets hard, like in this window as you lead up to your race, but like now is kind of where the rubber meets the road. Inside this eight weeks to go window, you might start to, I don't know, like get worn out mentally, physically, emotionally, (laughs) like training takes a toll on you. You might start to question yourself. Um, Some of the ones that I hear most often and some of the stuff that I say to myself most often are like, am I doing enough? Did I do enough of X thing type of training or whatever? Am I even capable of this? Can I do it? That's always the big question, right? We don't know until we do it. So Let's just clear up that little mystery. (laughs) And you might actually be out of the honeymoon phase of training. And I don't even know if that's a thing. I made it up, but I think it's a real thing because when you just 
start out, like when you, right after you've just signed up for this thing, you're kind of on that high, like I signed up for this race. It's going to be so amazing. It's going to be the farthest or the hardest, or my friends are going to be there. Like that I would consider the honeymoon phase. And now that you're kind of in this eight week window coming closer, you're starting to realize just what you've decided to take on, like the entirety of the thing, like the weight of the thing might start to be, you know, coming down on you. And I don't want to paint this as like doom and gloom, but I think this is really common. I mean, I go through it. I've had athletes that go through it. We talk about it in Run Farther, Faster, Stronger. Like, you know, there's just some themes that come up on a recurring basis. And that point is kind of when you realize like, oh fuck, like this shit is hard. And if this is you, like if you're there now or you've been there in the past or like you see it coming, I want you to hear this. Hear this next thing here. Yes, 100%. It is hard. Now keep going. (laughs) I know that's such like a Megan thing to say. Like, yes, acknowledge the thing, but then yeah, keep going. But This is when you're going to learn the most about yourself and what you're capable of. And it's where you'll make the most gains from like a mindset and mental fortitude perspective. I talk about this a lot with my private clients and I've had many conversations with athletes over the years, like private or in small group situations or just like friends about how to accomplish ultra goals. And part of the process is to keep going even when it gets hard. Um, one analogy that I like to use a lot is this idea of hitting the override button in your brain. You know, your brain is designed to keep you safe and comfortable, you know, like it like snuggled in your bed where everything is warm and cozy. Like that's what your brain wants for you. And every time you get up and every time you go out and you do a run, whether it's hard or long or far and the conditions are less than ideal, you are actively going and hitting the override button. It's hard. It's hard to do that. And it's a skill. It's not one that comes automatically. Just like the rest of your ultra training, you have to practice it. And this is where I see a lot of people kind of fall off their training. It doesn't even have to be ultra training. It could just be your farthest race to date. When you let yourself slack on being able to hit the override button and do it anyway and show up even when it's hard and when you don't want to and you don't feel like it, that's when it starts to get way easier to just say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it when the weather is better or I'll do it when I feel like it. You know, I don't really feel like it. We could do a whole separate episode on I don't feel like it. (laughs) I definitely have some tidbits to share there. We'll put a pin in that for now. But hitting the override button in your brain is a skill. You have to practice it and you have to get a lot of reps in. Just like ultra running, you got to build that zone too and time on your feet and all of these things. And the mental skills, the mindset, it's part and parcel. So keep going. This whole idea of continuing. I like to think about it like the late stages of an ultra race. So hear me out here. Just kind of pretend that you are towing the line on race day. You're happy. You're excited. This is your farthest race or your toughest race. And you've, you know, trained a lot for it. And the gun goes off, race starts as the day goes on. 
and you start like clicking off the miles, it starts to get harder, right? Let's just imagine this is a hundred mile race for all intents and purposes. Now you're 60 miles in and shit has gone sideways. (laughs) Your feet hurt, your nutrition has gone off the rails. It's hot. You have chafing, like you lost all your friends. Like you don't know where anybody is. It's 10 miles to the next aid station, all the things, right? All of the unsexy, unfun parts of ultra running that we don't necessarily talk about all the time. All of that has happened. My question to you is, what are you going to do? What are you going to do in this scenario? Are you just going to sit down in the middle of nowhere and just pray that someone comes to rescue you? No, you can't. You don't have the luxury, right? You keep going because it's your only option. At least you keep going until the next aid station because that's your only option. The same thing is true here. You've got to keep going because not only are there good things on the other side, it's your only option if you want to achieve this goal. I mean, sure, you totally could just give up on your training, abandon your race plans, and just let the whole thing go. But what's that going to yield you in the long run? Virtually nothing, right? You'll be upset. You'll be pissed at yourself for A, not even having achieved the goal, but also giving up on yourself. You might not think this in the moment, but retrospectively, like down the line, when you think back on that choice, that decision, you'll be upset, right? On the flip side, if you keep going, not only will you have most likely achieved your goal just by simply showing up every day, plugging away, putting one foot in front of the other, but you'll also have developed this whole new level of confidence, a whole new skill set that you can put to work. You'll be more confident in your abilities to handle virtually anything that comes your way. So if you're in this place now, kind of like me, right? Or you can see it coming on the horizon or you've been there in the past, I want to encourage you to keep going. Okay? I see you. I'm right there with you. I know it's hard. There are so many days that you don't want to run. You don't feel like doing it. You don't want to do any of the other stuff, right? Like any of your strength, any of your mobility, any of your cross training. You don't give a shit about your nutrition some days. Like, you know, there are days I will fully admit there are days when I don't feel like doing any of that stuff. And when I get that feeling, I think about this kind of countdown timer in the back of my head. And I was very visually confronted with that the other day when I opened up training peaks, you know, before I kind of just like brushed it off. Like I would see it, but I wouldn't really pay attention to the timer. Once we get under double digits, that's when shit gets real, (laughs) right? I get it. It's hard, but keep going because the benefits of continuing far outweigh those of stopping. So when in doubt, just keep going. Okay, you guys, what did you think of the last episode where I interviewed Denise, Nicole, and Lorena? Pretty cool, right? They are such kick-ass athletes. Now, I have some other interviews lined up. The next couple are going to be with a running shoe expert and a registered dietitian slash nutritionist. So if you've got questions that you'd like to get answered in either or like both of these fields, shoot them to me via an email, which I will link in the show notes below. You guys that have done it before, it's just Megan at Megan-Gould.com. Or you can DM me on Instagram at findyourultra.com. 
and I will make sure to incorporate those into the interviews. Hey, one more thing before you go. The latest round of Run Farther, Faster, Stronger is sold out and we are already deep into week two of the program and having like a ton of fun. (laughs) So because this is a small group coaching program, I only take a limited number of people each round and I wanted to give you all another way to start doing this work immediately. And actually it, I'm so excited about this. Like I have a hard time even talking about it because I'm just so excited. It just went live this past Monday. I've been working on it, like kind of silently behind the scenes, like pulling all the stuff together, getting it organized. And it just went live last Monday. So basically it's a self-paced version of Run Farther, Faster, Stronger that you can jump into right now. So you don't have to wait for the group coaching program. And if you're on my email list, you actually got an invite and a code on Wednesday for $50 off the program. So go back through your email and snag that because it's only good for the first 50 people that use it. If you're not on my list, I'll post the link to the program along with the code in the show notes of this episode. Or, you know, you can always reach out to me via email or DM on Instagram and I'll send it to you that way. So whatever way works for you. And my thought is that going forward, this program is actually going to be the prerequisite to joining the like live program group coaching program. So if you've had that program kind of on your radar and you've been wanting to get in and either you, you know, didn't get your application in in time or you missed the cutoff or you weren't accepted because it was already full, jump on this now because going forward, like I said, those will be the people, the people that have completed this self-paced program are going to be the first ones that I reach out to for a spot in future live group coaching rounds. All right. Sound good? Okay, you guys, get out there, snag your miles, keep going. Make sure that you're doing your strength and mobility each week. Enjoy this beat, and I'll see you all soon. 